They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. podcast with your host Juan Ayala prepare to have your mind blown the fuck is up what's up motherfucker me me at the good pocket i wish there was this was a beer but it's not bro this this is not either this this is tea <laughs> i never i never drink tea but no, I am, on, you on your period or what I am. I am. Um, you know, tampon and all. Yeah, bro. I just literally just got home from work, man. I'm just chilling out. This is my third podcast. It's only Wednesday. Got what? one every single day of the week this week. Yeah, I'm fucking living the life, yeah. dude. Call Are me Juan Rogan from now on. <laughs> Juan Rogan. Juan Rogan. Bruh. So, welcome back to another episode of the Juan Juan podcast. I still can't believe anybody fucking listens to this show, but apparently they do, bro. So I feel like this obligation. Yeah, I still I have uh this obligation where I have to keep going because I'm with you. People actually listen to this shit, so I'm like, all right, let's keep talking about interesting shit. I'm with you. I haven't recorded one on mine in about two and a half months, and I miss it. And and that was kind of unplanned. And uh, thought you were dead, bro. Well, digitally, I basically was. I wasn't. I wasn't really anywhere digitally for about two and a half months and i thought you became like a born-again christian and had like this fucking uh epiphany and all this shit in there done that i do actually have a podcaster friend who has gone like i was actually on her show about six months ago and she's all like energy and and vibes and all this shit and then she's like hey i'm not gonna air that shit because um I believe in God now. And I was like, which God? <laughs> and, and, and she's like, well, the God. I went, well, which God is the God? 
And we went on down the road, and she was like, you know, yeah, that that's born again Christian kind of thing. And I was like, Ooh. hey man, and, and, and you know, okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody no. who, right? You have the right to believe in whatever you right. want to believe. You have the right to do whatever you want with your life, except hurt others, right? As long as you don't hurt others. That's where I really draw the line. As long as you don't hurt yourself or others, right? Well, I have three criteria when somebody says they believe in a God and, 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 on, and the criteria are... Are going to get started on this topic, but it's kind of heavy. No, no, fuck this shit. But I'm going to tell you my criteria. My criteria is, is, and, and this is my criteria of whether or not I'm going to continue a conversation with you. That's 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 what the criteria is for. And the first criteria is is do you believe or do you think that the God that you believe in is the only and the true God? And if the answer to that is no, then the conversation ends. Or excuse me, if the answer to that is yes, then the conversation ends right there. And secondly is are you willing to provide evidence of your claim? Was it Hitchens Razor? If you can not provide evidence, then you can dispute it without evidence. Exactly. And then thirdly is, and so if the answer to the first two questions is no, or rather the first question is no, then, and you don't claim that your God is the one true God, then I'm going to ask if your God allows you to believe in things that hurt other people exactly what you just said if your god allows you to say well you know what no i don't believe that my god is the one true god but i am going to murder this sect of people because my god demands it right then then we're gonna have a problem or let's let's make it more realistic or if if your god allows you to discriminate against the beliefs of somebody else that believes in a different God who also cannot provide evidence of the existence of that God. If, if your God allows you to do that, then we have a problem as far as I'm concerned. But so, and for those that don't know, Jeffrey was an ex evangelist and, and, <laughs> and I always like to talk religion conspiracies with, and I didn't mean to even mention God in this podcast. It always comes up bro. about it, right? God is in everything. It always comes up, right? The one, my, my personal thoughts on the subject is because somebody recently just asked me on, on Instagram, they were like, wait, you don't believe in God? I go, I, I do. I just don't feel he should be labeled as such how we do in society. Because have you ever heard, have you ever read Hyperion by Dan Simmons? No. It's a it's a science fiction novel. It's a I think they refer to it as an epic, and it's a four. I think I believe it's four books. I just started the first one because I like science fiction, and I started doing. I'm writing out currently an episode on H.P. Lovecraft, which should be out by the time hmm. this is out. And I like the cosmos, the cosmicism, right? This indifference of that there is something ancient out there that doesn't give a fuck about you. Right. This indifference that man is just a speck of shit in the cosmos. And there's these other greater beings that don't care about you. And they don't how how Jordy Rose says they don't give a shit about you, how we don't care about ants. And mind you, Jordy Rose says that we are summoning these things into our realm at the moment. And this is perhaps what they're doing at CERN and all these different areas. 
where they are dude quantum physics and quantum oh, yeah. science is is magic okay yes i don't care what the fuck anybody tells me it's fucking magic. well it's science like, and magic mixed together it's science and spirituality mixed together and they're trying to put the you know how humans and man always androgenizes everything they're trying to put like a, a, a an answer to these things in this realm that we don't know about like quantum tunneling and quantum entanglement dude that shit is fascinating but yes it is before you say anything i just want to finish my thought because i always do this shit i think that well, what is it? i'm just kidding i'm just, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i think that it shouldn't be oh i already said it it shouldn't be labeled as such so it shouldn't be i don't want to say anything but jesus l yahweh muhammad Krishna, Vishnu, whatever, whoever it is that people believe, Quetzalcoatl, even Cuckoo no. Khan, all these, right. guys, yeah, all these guys. I don't think it should be labeled Your as mind. such. I think there's an architect, and how Plato talks about the emanationism and the one in the center. I think there is the one in the center, and maybe it's not Yog Sagoth, how fucking H.P. Lovecraft talked about, but it's somebody. You know what I mean? So you believe in the clockmaker type? Um... Um, you see the I, new Matrix yeah. yet, bro? I have not. No. Come on, man. I know, right? So you, so is it fair to say you believe in the clockmaker thing, where the 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 architect just wound it up and just let it go and take a step back and said, whatever you know, it runs, it runs. Whatever happens, happens. I've never heard that metaphor used before, but sure. I, I think that. <laughs> because come on, bro. We can't be. What's that? What's the name for? There's the her. Is it? I don't. Hermes Paradox? What the fuck is it called? You know what I'm talking about? Where there's alien life out there, but if there is, where is it? It's a paradox. It's not I a haven't heard of that that terminology, but heard of the concept. Hold on. Because I do I, I I do tend to lean towards the ancient astronaut theory. Um whether it be and and, and I use the term Fermi, astronaut. Fermi paradox. Fermi. Where alien civilizations might technically be capable of contacting Earth by our only listening instead of transmitting. I was close. Well, it's um, you know, that's kind of similar to the zoo theory, right? That we're we're a cosmic zoo, and oh, nice. And are you know, never heard of the zoo theory? Zoo well, it's theory like is, in the Book of Enoch, right? Somewhat, somewhat, yeah. The the zoo theory is that we're we all life on this planet exists because we were intentionally put here and who whoever whatever whatever beings put us here whether you know and not just humanity but but all life and they've literally we're an experiment we're a zoo we they've taken a step back and they've gone let's see what the fuck happens and um you know that's that's one theory right that's that's <laughs> among among many and we can talk i can talk all fucking day about ancient astronaut theory and i'm not entirely sure that ancient astronauts has anything to do with beings that exist in our plane of existence, but they could be interdimensional and who knows, right? We, we, we all we know is there's a fuck ton. We don't know. Right? That's, that's all you can really yeah. say that we know. There's a movie called the alien paradox and it says JJ Abrams. What? Oh, JJ Abrams. Really? I tend to like old JJ. He's kind of a love or hate for most people. Either you love his shit or you hate his shit. Hold on. Uh, a behind-the-scenes look at dancer performance. Oh, Paradox Pol uh, Pollock's on work on J.J. Star Trek. Oh, so I guess it's like a behind-the-scenes type of thing. Gotcha. So, yeah, dude. I mean, 
I can get behind that as far as it being. And this is what the ancients talked about. But my whole thing is, how did they know about that? Was it through the use of psychedelics or was it through the use? And I mentioned to you the vile vortices around the world mm-hmm. where it's these 12 areas around the world where the veil is thinner and uh, strange occurrences happen there. There's UFO sightings, USO sightings. And the the one that stands out to me the most. And have you seen the show Manifest? No. So it's a show where this plane is, I forgot where it's coming from, but it's, it lands five years later Hmm. and they were missing for five years and to them, no time skipped. And during these, these, these anomalous areas around the world, the Bermuda triangle being the main one, they, there are time shift occurrences. Now that's cool, right? There's Mohenjo-Daro, which is another one of them where all these civilizations just got up and vanished. And that's interesting as fuck. Right. Because we don't know what happened or how it happened. We're we're probably never going to know. But what's interesting to me is that the government acknowledges these areas and know that there's strange anomalies and phenomenon around these areas of the world. For example, the South Atlantic anomaly where any plane, there was a a satellite, bro, where I I believe it was in 2007 or nine, something like that where the gyroscope of the satellite got fucked up from all the radiation because the South Atlantic anomaly is where the Van Allen radiation belt is closest to the earth. Right. Mm. And whenever anything goes through there, like even a SpaceX rocket got fucked up and going through there. Cause it's just like a really? concentration of radiation and this satellite, it was a Chinese satellite. If I'm not mistaken, it, Dude, it fucked the gyroscope up and the satellite was just spinning crazily just in the in space, bro. Just just going crazy for the longest time and they couldn't control it. So it this area, I think it's like the way for the world to be like, hey, fuck you, because there's so much space debris and there's so many things that we are doing to fuck the world up with pollution or whatever it may be. And the earth just has to kind of like cleanse itself. I think this is what the, what the ancients had in mind when they would sacrifice people into volcanoes, because they thought if they would sacrifice somebody that God, which is the volcano. And that's what the pagans are about, right? The pagans being a pagan is worshiping the earth, worshiping celestial bodies and everything is its own type of God in a way. Right. And you have the, 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 that's what the pagans really we're all about and when these ancient people would worship right you had the sky god they're mon- monotheistic right where, where they have different that's how you say or polytheistic where you have various amounts of gods versus just the one mm-hmm. you had the god that was in charge of the soil you had the god that was in charge of the water you got the god that but at the end of the day it's all a narrative fallacy it's a story that they need to tell in order to be able to comprehend life because we need like why is it that we need answers to everything and you know what pisses me off bro whenever (laughs) you're wound up today yeah i like like it (laughs) what pisses me off is in the church where they're like yeah you have to just read the bible and, and pray on it and i go okay well i read the bible and i didn't get anything from it no god has to speak to you well that's fucking convenient Right, he wants to be uh, this cri- send cryptic message every uh, messages every now and again. What if you do the opposite of what he told you to do? I'm not a fu- I'm not a psychic, right. and and they but they take that in some sort of neuro linguistic programming, 
and they twist it, right? It's a form of manipulation, bro. It's like gaslighting people, dude. Dude, yes. Well, I don't know about gaslighting, but it's definitely manipulation. Well, I mean, you would know better than anybody about that because, be honest, Jeffrey, did you ever – the because you studied this shit, right? You understood that there are certain ways – and there is, excuse me, there is – certain ways of talking to people – to make them do certain things, right? This is how Hitler was able to, how all these people Absolutely. followed. Him. Absolutely. You know, so you went through this whole schooling of. Oh, yes. What was that like? What did they, did they teach you any secret? Is it a mystery school, Jeffrey? Is it some esoteric shit that you learned in there or what? No, you know what you do is, is when you go like to your, through your formal schooling and stuff is you, that's all pretty just run of the mill. Uh, you're learning theology from whatever school you're going to. It's their theology, whatever seminary or college or whatever you go to. It's the theology of that, that sect or that <laughs> professor right that i mean it's it, right essentially but where you really get some of that that really nefarious schooling and training is is from your your mentors and the people that take you under your under under their wing and people that you study under and that kind of show you the ropes and they teach you how to um twist people's words back on them how to if you get they call it apologetics. Um, apologetics is quote unquote the art of defending the faith, and and which ironically isn't an apology at all. <laughs> so yeah, it's a weird it's it's a weird term, but it's called apologetics. And um, apologetics is oh how you defend your faith, and then you get taught how to if you have a shrewd enough teacher, you have you're taught where if you're in a conversation with someone, you call it a conversation. Really, it's an argument that the person doesn't know they're in and you're trying to convince them. You're, you're, you're proselytizing them, right? You're trying to convert them. And, and if they have these objections that you are unable to overcome, then you, if you have a shrewd teacher taught how to twist their words back on them to the point where they number one don't realize that their words are being twisted back on them and number two that they don't know what their question was that to stumped with. you to begin with by the time <laughs> you're done and and then you go mm, see told you so but, <laughs> and you didn't tell and you didn't tell them anything and so it, it's really fucked up but um, it, it's it makes you a master manipulator unfortunately it does, man. What's that one pastor or evangelist that – what's the difference between a pastor and an evangelist? Is there a difference? Yeah, a pastor is um, – and I've been both. A pastor is the the leader, the teacher, the the shepherd, whatever words you want to use, of a, of a congregation. singular specific church congregation, um, however big or small that might be. And an evangelist is someone that travels from place to place preaching and teaching and is not in control of of any congregation at all have you ever heard of the theory have you ever heard of the theory that of the shape-shifting jesus no so it's a gnostic text i don't know what which one is i don't i don't think it's the gospel of judas I think it's another one. 
Let me pull it up here. It's very interesting. And I literally these are my notes from our last our last <laughs> um you see them? Yeah. Our last uh our last podcast where I'm still researching actually wait, that page wasn't that page was about I, I did a podcast the other day, bro. And, and, <laughs> this page is about, or I was just sitting right on my desk looking up shit from our last podcast. I, I, I did a podcast the other day, and I was in some balls deep into some esoteric uh, knowledge, and, like, the dude on the other end was, like, cheering me on, yes, yes. <laughs> nice. So it's shape-shifting jesus described in ancient egypt egyptian text and so I, I, I thought it was part of the uh uh nag hammadi library of the dead sea scrolls but it's not and it's it tells a different story right so it's obviously written in coptic and pontius pilate the judge who authorized jesus's crucifixion was having dinner with Jesus before his crucifixion and was offering to sacrifice his own son in place of Jesus. And the reason that Judas kissed Jesus, according to this text, was that because Jesus had the ability to change shape, according to the text. Really? And yeah, and it puts the day of the arrest of Jesus on a Tuesday evening rather than a Thursday evening, right? Which is is against the Easter timeline, apparently. And when he kissed him, it was to identify him. Because according to this, he was a, according to that text, right? This is why these texts are heretical and they go against the main narrative of mm -hmm. whatever it was. And that's why they wiped out the Gnostics, mm. they talked about shit like this. They understood things like this. And in the Gospel of Judas, for one, being one of my favorite non-canon stories, because in that story, Judas is the good guy. Jesus confides in Judas, and he's like mm. his best friend. And the other disciples hated Jesus. And on one of the one of the lines of text, and do they put these beautiful poetic words in the mouth of Jesus in these stories? And in one of the lines of this story, Jesus pretty much, the disciples go, hey, where'd you go? Because he was gone. And he pretty much, he says to them, hey, I was, I was at another time. I was just chilling in some other timeline pretty much. No shit. Yeah, I teleported there. I was tired of here. I was tired of you guys. So I went somewhere. I, peaced, I took a little break. And in the story, they they despise Jesus. And it talks about how they talked among each other and they had a, this hatred for hmm. Jesus in the story. It's the craziest fucking thing. And this is in the Gospel of Judas? Gospel of Judas. Look it up and read that story. It's fascinating. I'm aware of it. Never read it, though. Yeah. So one of the my favorite texts, uh, non-canon, uh, obviously, and I believe it's the gospel of, or the either the Apocrypha of John or the gospel of John. And it's Logian 17 or Logian 17. And Jesus said, I will show you what no eye has seen and what no ear has heard and what oh. no hand has touched 
and what has never occurred to the human mind. So they paint Jesus in these ancient Gnostic texts as this person who has this higher consciousness and is able to do certain things, almost like how we hear about Buddha and all these other people who were able to achieve, right? Like like Vishnu and his different avatars, he was able mm-hmm. to achieve different uh, different levels of consciousness and that's what that's why christ is the title right jesus is the name christ is the title right right and the gnostics believe that when john the baptist was baptizing jesus in the river of jordan that the christ or the christos possessed jesus hence why he was able to do the things that he was able to do as far as all these miracles that he was able to do right the supernatural phenomenon. And my favorite verse of all time, and it's it's the Gospel of Thomas, actually. It says, The disciples said to Jesus, Tell, tell us how the end will come. Jesus said, Have you already laid bare the beginning so that now you seek the end? For the end will be where the beginning is. That's fucking beautiful. That is so beautiful. Read that again. So he said, the disciples said they were sitting with Jesus, right? At the at the at the 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 final supper. And they asked him and they said, Tell us how the end will come. And Jesus said, Have you already laid bare the beginning so that you now seek the end? For the end will be where the beginning is. Because right, as humans, we always want to know like what's what what's gonna happen? You know, how does this end? You know, where does this go? We're always focused in this like next thing. We're never living how how Alan Watts refers to the eternal now, which in reality, there is only the now. There is no past. There is no future. It's just the eternal now in this moment. Right. That we don't, that's deep, right? <laughs> that is deep. It's fucking deep because we, we are so focused on this. Right. What are you going to? Hey, Jeffrey, what are you going to be when you grow up? I don't fucking know. Dude, my neighbor just died. He slipped and broke his back in his fucking house. Mm-hmm. He's dead now. You know what I mean? You don't know. You could be waking up in the morning. Okay. So let me ask you this. When you say there is no there is no past or, or, or future, there's only the eternal now, what, what makes you say that? Well, what makes me say it, it – I'm not saying that there's no – What history. makes you so sure of that? Let's put it that way. As far as time goes, and the reason I say that is I'm, I'm just quoting Alan Watts, but I'm not saying that there wasn't a, a past, right? There's not there that there wasn't a history because there obviously was. But what I mean by that is in the metaphorical sense, as far as focus now in the present moment, don't be worried about what's going to happen tomorrow type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people emphasize like being bro, and you know, being a Christian we're just worried about what the fuck is going to happen next after we're dead. We spend so much time preparing for when we're dead that we don't live now. We don't live in the present moment. We don't enjoy our lives because we're trying to be, again, if you're a Christian or whatever religion you're part of, as long as it makes you a better person, that's fine with me. I sure, think me. that Christianity makes people a better people. But how I've also met people in the Christian faith who are pieces of shit. Right. Right. So the Ten Commandments were about what? About making you a better person. Moses had a society that he needed to govern. And when he was presented these 10 commandments by whoever, 
I am that I am. Remember that? We remember we we're gonna talk about that shit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We we're gonna talk. We should talk about that, bro. What what <laughs> what was that? <laughs> when they asked me who sent me, who do I tell them? I don't know, bro. Just fucking I am tell sent them. you. I am that I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. What does that mean, bro? What what you oh. you got all riled up the first time around that I said that I said at the end of an episode, I believe, and you were like, "Oh, we gotta talk about that shit." Right, the, and the, we're the going- losers are trying to take over the world, and <laughs> but I do want to go back to the time thing because that's really interesting. Is before we go to I am that I am, maybe we get there this time, maybe we don't. But but I think it was interesting that you said with such like such hey, bro. passion. Such passion you know, that that dimethyltryptamine is the eternal. <laughs> I don't like a. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. That's my life in a sound clip. Okay, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I'm I'm a little retarded. I'm probably on the spectrum. So don't question me on some of the things I say because no, a lot of things I'm, I say. Fuck that shit, man. I'm gonna. I, that's what I do, man. I ask questions and. And that's one of the reasons that I think that I, that religion fell apart for me because I asked too too many too many questions for religion. Um, because so so so, it was very interesting that you said with with such passion that that we all, only have the eternal now, and I think that's very interesting. Um, I think that we that time is very, very, very misunderstood. However, I will say, would you be willing to take that rhetoric that is, we only have the eternal now? Don't use these big words, Jeff. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Boy, you've used some I don't know <laughs> thus far already. Um, so would you take that rhetoric, that, that, that dogma, and say, okay, all we have is the eternal now, and use that to go out and blow every dime you have on something that gives you pleasure right now without any consideration of what money you have tomorrow. It's funny you bring that up, bro. Because I'm going through that. I'm going through a situation that has to do that with that in my life right now. Really? Yeah, I am. This, not scripted, ladies and gentlemen. Not, not I did scripted. not know that. Yeah, so <laughs> again, it's the universe speaking to me. So it's, it's, it's funny you mention that because... I've been having this conversations with my dad and we had one, we had like a two hour long conversation yesterday, not a podcast. And, <laughs> and we were talking about that cause we're in a, in a, in a, and again, dude, I can't complain where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, right? Blessed. What's up? And by I'm who? very, I'm very for by whatever powers that be. Right. <laughs> I'm very fortunate. I live a comfortable lifestyle. I do whatever I want. I have awesome people. I have an awesome family. I have another son on the way. Thanks, bro. I have another son on the way. I have a four-year-old now next month. And I'm blessed, right? So we're at the point of our lives where we are trying to figure out what to do next. (laughs) And that was one of the things that came up. Like We're trying to pivot in our business to do something a little bit different but at the same time, when I make a change, when I make a change with something, I either need to be in a better position that I'm at or be even, right? Or or, or cut even. So if I'm going to pivot in my That's life, cool. I need to be, it needs to make sense to me. And I'm in a situation right now where we're trying to figure these things out. 
you know, we're looking to, you know, make other investments and move some things around in order to potentially be better for that future. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, but sure. my dad brought some ideas up to me and was like, Hey, why don't we do this and this and this? And I go, okay, but then what, af- what do we do after that? He's like, well, I don't know. We kind of sort of waited out. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do something, I'm down for whatever, you know, I'm down to fuck. I'm down for whatever, bro. Right. My dad's my fucking business partner. I was like, well, I'm down, bro. You know, we're, we're a team, but don't come talking this nonsense to me about what you want to do. And then not have a plan B because mind you, I make a living from this. So I can't just sure. sell everything and get X amount of money and this and that. Sure. Cause the economy is crazy right now. Right. We have investments and people are willing to pay a lot of money for them. But I go, okay, if we get rid of these, what do we have after that, that we can produce some sort of passive income or something to be able to, be the same way we are now or better. So would I spend all my money that I have today because we live in the eternal now? No, I, 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 it doesn't apply to me because, and, and hear me out. People are like, man, fuck this guy's guys always changing his mind. No, the reason why I can't do this is because I, even though I say that we're in the eternal now, I do understand that time continues and I'll get into time right we can talk about time the reason that i don't do that is because now life is not about me anymore you know what i mean it's about my family and my kids so unfortunately or fortunately i need to have something for them to fall back on because as a parent right as a parent i think that's our responsibility to be to take care of our offspring and not be a piece of shit and not say, hey, I'm going to go get a gallon of milk and never fucking come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. Okay, so 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 let's so let's say that you're not a parent. Let's say you're not a parent and you're not married. It's only you. So all you got to worry about is you. You don't have any business partners. You don't have a wife. You don't have any kids. You don't have kids in the way. All you have is you. Do you still do? Are you? I mean, this is this is not a trap. This is not a game. I'm not trying to fucking to, evangelist. I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck you up, right? Are you are you willing to go, man, I got I got 50k in the bank. And that boat right there is 50 is 49k and I'm motherfucking willing to to spend it all on that boat today cuz all I got is right now. Do you make do you see yourself understanding so like like we're going to couch this with understanding that we no one can know what you might do until you're there yeah we understand this so best you can guess do you think you make that choice no okay but because of the type of person that i am jeff okay well what kind of person is that i am the type of person that that i've changed a lot right and i don't know if that came with parenthood or sure or whatever it is, but I used to be the type of person that I would do some shit like that. And you have people who live off of false appearances, right? We have, and this is, this is a product of society where people live these facades, right? They, they, they stand behind these empty symbols, if you will, right? Simulacra. And they hide behind these things and portray things that they want to be. They right, and we see this shit all over social media. Uh, for example, the 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 case of Gabby Petito was one like that, 
in her videos, she looked great on social media. She looked super happy with that other piece of shit, her boyfriend that killed her, allegedly. And the truth of the the, the matter of the fact was that she was being probably abused. But mm-hmm. you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Sure. And throughout the years, I've I've splurged here and there because, again, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do whatever I want, get whatever I want at whatever time. But since having my child, things have changed for me. So whenever I do see, right, uh, I went to the to the Harley. I did buy a Harley. Should I have? Probably not. <laughs> I'm, you know, I mean, I'm a dad, bro. I'm not sure. I, I need to be just doing father-son shit, right, and spend time with your spouse and do all that shit. I bought it either way. Why? Because I could. You know what I mean? I wanted it at that time, but I've changed all throughout I'm less impulsive. I used to be very impulsive, Jeffrey. Really? I used to, yes. Don't you see all the shit behind me, bro? A fucking uh, uh, a a, ci- a cinema quality fucking gray mask right there with full sleeves and shit, bro. I got a fucking telescope. I got a cutout of Nicolas Cage behind me. I know. I buy dumbass <laughs> shit all the time, bro. You know? So, <laughs> that's just being a big kid, man. <laughs> so... Every man, big kid. But yeah, exactly. But the reason I I would do this because I I hyper fixate on hobbies and I've I've toned it down uh, a bit. And the reason for that being is because I've never been good at one thing. And, and and fun fact, Jeffrey, that's another reason why I started this podcast. I started this podcast. You want to know why, Jeffrey? Tell me. Because I I first tried to do f- fishing videos, and when I never whenever I didn't catch any fucking fish out on the on the lake, <laughs> I got. You could fish for 12 hours and try and, and not catch anything. So I wouldn't have any content for YouTube. So I was like, wait, I just wait. I didn't waste it 12 hours of my day, but I was having fun while doing it. But it was like, I'm going to spend 12 hours of, of my day. Why don't I just do one or two hours talk on a podcast about interesting shit and just make that my my content, my this is my therapy. Bro. I cried for the first time on a podcast the other day. It was fucking crazy. Really? Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? This is therapy. We're talking. I just got home from work. It was a long day. Now we're just bullshitting about interesting shit, talking about life, talking about God, time, all this shit. And it's a great time. It's super fun. And I've met some cool ass fucking people during you being one of them. And that's why that's that's one of the reasons that contributed to me starting a podcast. And even in between, bro, I'll, I'll do my own shit. And I have my own other hobbies that I'm doing, right? That. But I've toned it way down, bro. I've toned it fucking way down. You know what I mean? So would it be fair to say then, this is not where I was going the entire time, but it just popped in my head. Would it be fair to say that all that matters is the eternal now, but, but, but within the perspective of where you're present so you said what I wanted to talk about just now. <laughs> we, it sounds like we're scripting this shit, but so, we're not. <laughs> so what I wanted to say about time was it's all how you how you said, right? Time is a very interesting thing. In the Bible, they say that one year of God could be 100,000 earth years or 100,000 people. You're talking old. about the creation myth. Right, yeah, creation. Yeah. It's all about how you perceive everything. It's all about the, remember, the observer effect is a real thing. So the way you perceive things, I think that's what really truly matters. And that's where 
religion comes in and all these different symbols come in because you could you perceive it one way, you know, Jeffrey sees it one way and I perceive it another. And it means so what's real? What? So what's real? If you and I perceive the same thing differently, what's reality? What you make of it. Your your gnosis, your sacred knowledge to you is what makes your own reality. Now, well, I see Jews as evil and you see him as good. Exactly. So so oh, no. so, so and, and I and we each act on that. Xenophobic so, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so which which is real? Yeah, yes, but th th that's and, the and thing. Are both, and are both realities equal? Yeah. And who's to judge that? Exactly, because <laughs> what makes your issues any bigger than mine? You understand what I mean? You, what outweighs your issues and your problems versus mine? Who said there are problems? Uh, well, an example, right? Because people go, <laughs> oh, you just wouldn't understand. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I wouldn't understand? We both ha we're equal here. Now we get into Are the we? concept of hierarchies and the and the phenomena that that has and the effect that has on the human psyche and and this is where oh fuck this is where we bring in plato jeffrey or not plato <laughs> pythagoras bro and the duad the duad is for the pythagoreans the number 2 right the duad and it's the the number of illusion because it is separateness. It is the the illusion of separateness. There is qualitative differences and quantitative differences in things, right? Uh, just because I have more money than you makes me better than you, Jeffrey, right? Just because I have a nicer car than you makes it better than your car, Jeffrey. You know, it makes me a better person or a bigger person. And that's the reality that is painted to us. What is the American dream, Jeffrey? What is it? You understand me? What We are yeah. painted this picture since we are little kids about what is the ideal, what is the ideal life? Having the most shit. Having the oh, most oh. shit. Consume, consume, consume. My four-year-old thinks he's fucking Optimus Prime. <laughs> he thinks he's Optimus because he's painted that reality for himself from what sure. he's taken in. And he thinks he's a fucking superhero, bro. That's the same thing that's happening right now. People are painting their own realities and living those realities with living within those realities with social media, with the fucking metaverse. It's the real life matrix. It's an episode of Black Mirror that we're fucking living in right now. Okay, so we take that and we go back to the beginning of our conversation and say, okay, what if your view of your deity allows you to hurt other people. If we, if and this is a huge, if, but using what I heard you say, I might not be, that might not be what you actually mean. If everyone's perspective is equal reality, then we have to allow that person to hurt other people. If all realities are equal. Yeah, that's where we, <laughs> And it's it's fucked up, right? So, because so, dude, because because here you go. That's where we get into the the, the whole topic of good versus evil, and who's know? to say what's good and what's evil? That's a and, conversation and, I've been he, having here, a lot recently. Th this is this is this is a note that I took from a from a Manly P Hall lecture, and for what, the record, I'm not claiming to have 
any of these answers. These are just questions I asked to myself in my own rhetoric. But go ahead. Sorry. So good and evil is a choice given the circumstances to choose between the two. Now, a being, right? Human, humans being, right? Humans being. A being must reach a certain level of determinism in order to decipher what is good and evil. Given it has the faculties to grasp this concept of good and evil, then and only then will it have the choice. But then we go back to, well, Juan, what the fuck is good and evil? And who's to say when a being is is able to make that choice? Cause, dude, you're you're like you're saying the 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 most fucked up shit right now. Where, <laughs> right? No, here for real, it's fucked up because how you said why why should we use religion or a deity or an entity as an excuse to harm others? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Pythagoras said, "Don't work, don't 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 kill others and don't commit suicide." Pythagoras said this, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, where the fuck did we get lost in translation since then? Because now we're doing the exact opposite. All throughout time, we've done the the exact opposite. And this guy was talking this shit in the year 400, okay? And he said, hey, don't kill... He, he said, hey, don't kill each other and don't, you know, eat a clean diet. Don't... It, people shouldn't eat meat if they're going to be... Uh, judges shouldn't eat meat because it clouds your consciousness and your and your thoughts he said this he would only eat a strict diet because he understood that the effects that diet has on the psyche of a person what do we eat nowadays jeffrey we eat shit we eat fucking mcdonald's burger king all this shit. why because it's convenient oh yeah just, just real quick oh, i'm hungry i can't wait to get home whatever so let's just eat this and people don't understand that this stuff that they're eating is actually affecting them because it has, and you know, this addictive properties and all this shit that they put in. Sure. That's the real conspiracy. What are they trying to suppress within all of us that perhaps the ancients talked about? And they even suppressed the ancients back then. They changed history in real time in order to fit the narrative that we are being presented you talked about the whole vid shit and how what the true powers and the, the true intention behind all that shit was. Well, well, yeah, on Messenger earlier, yeah. Yeah. What, how many, Jeffrey, how many times have they not changed the narrative on us? Who was it just that just, I think it was either Australia or Canada passed that. If you don't have your booster, now you're not vaccinated. So they're going to keep moving the yeah. goalpost, keep moving it. Oh, I know. And not until we put our fucking foot down and say, you know what? That's it. I've been saying that shit since day one of all they that. They keep pushing but, it. But if you value and this, this is this is a a, a big um, quandary for me here recently, and I keep going back to it even in this conversation because if I'm gonna say, if we're gonna say, if you're gonna say, if whoever's gonna say that all perspectives and all realities are equal, then we have to allow for the fact that some of those perspectives and realities are going to allow people to hurt others, be it politically, 
interrelationally, whatever. So what's what's the opposite? The opposite is that all perspectives are not equally of value or not equal of value. And if that's the case, then we have to ask ourselves the question: Well, who's qualified to judge which ones are of value? <laughs> and if and if we're gonna say that 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 qualification exists, then we have to say, well, what's the criteria of that qualification? And if we're going to say that, then we're going to say, well, who bestows that qualification? And, and it goes on and on and on and on and on and into infinity. And, you know, it, it, you, you can apply the same dilemma to human life. Is all human life equally of value? Is it a rhetorical question? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I believe it is. Yes. Really? Except so, the rapists and the child. Molesters. Oh, well, you can't be except if the answer is yes, there cannot be an except. Make me sweat, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> what about the guy that breaks into your house and kills your wife and kid? Is that is that life of equal value to your wife and kids? I would eat the person. <laughs> right so would i so would i it's 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 so sticky and murky and i've been wrestling with these things in my own life going looking at at the weird fucking world we live in is getting fucking weirder and it's a sci-fi movie yeah well hell i went from i the only firearm i owned was a shotgun i'd had since i was a kid and now i'm armed to the motherfucking teeth and i carry a gun everywhere i go me too and i and i said for most of my adult life i said i'll never live in a world where i feel like i have to carry a gun well how do you think i feel jeff uh where i'm gonna have kids in this world yeah and 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 you go but this is the 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 dilemmas that i'm dealing with in my own life and going well okay and i've said that all life is equally of value for a long time but i'm also now realizing i'm willing to take life that given a a certain scenario that is that is a very controversial topic right because (laughs) i've i've come to the, I, I've had my concealed weapons permit since 2014, I want to say, 2016. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's been some years, and I've carried every single day since. Hmm. The reason I got my concealed weapons permit, I, at the time, I would care, I, I had a business that ran with a lot of cash. Sure. Mind you, it's my cash, so if somebody tries to steal it, I'm probably not going to give it up. So it's not like if you go to a store and you're working at a store and somebody jacks you just give it it's not yours right this shit is mine and i need need it to be able to live and if somebody was to infringe upon that i would blast them away and that is a very i remember having that conversation with my dad when i first got my my concealed weapons permit is like are you ready to actually because i think about that wherever i go because when you're a concealed weapons permit a carrier you or holder you have to think a certain way you can't road rage you can't pick fights because right. what happens i don't i can't fight bro what if i'm getting my fucking ass kicked i'm gonna come out guns blasting dog 
I mean, if you start, if you, Jeffrey, if you start kicking my ass, I'm gonna blast you, bro. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't bulletproof. You, you could be six foot four. You ain't bulletproof. You know what well, I mean? It, and it becomes a question of, of, you know, because hell, I, I have been in in physical altercations in the last couple of years when I have had a gun with yourself. On me it doesn't I count. Had... Masturbation doesn't count, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I thought it did. Bruh. You know, but but and and you go well. And that, that's the question you got to ask in every fight you get into is how far is the person I'm fighting willing to take it? Because it might make me take things to a level that I don't want to have to take it. Yeah. But you don't get to make that choice, right? Sometimes they make that choice. And are, 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 we, are, killed we, or be killed. are we hypocrites, Jeff? Well, that's the question, right? That's the question. That's that's why I asked you, and 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 I don't have the answer. Um, I think that it sounds lofty and it sounds valuable to say all human life is equal and all sounds good on rhetoric. paper, right? Yeah, so and all, all all rhetoric and all 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 realities have a place, and so on and so forth. But if we, it, I play this game with myself to 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 keep myself out of my own um what's the word like my own confirmation bias um because i try to take a thought that i might have or a perspective that i might hold and i try to play it out to the extreme and see what happens to it like i just like i'm doing with you is going well what if you know if we say all life is of equal value well, how does that apply to the guy that breaks into your house and kills your wife and kid. Not that I would ever wish that on you, obviously, but but does does that rhetoric still hold water if that happens? And if the answer is no, then there's a problem, or to me at least, that exposes a problem with my own rhetoric. And I have to go back and look at the origins of that rhetoric and, and how things actually, and what I actually do think about the world. And I'm not saying that what I think is right or of any value more than anybody else's, but I, I, I like to challenge my own dogma because sometimes things sound really fucking good mm-hmm. and they sound profitable and valuable until you play it out and go, no, I'd draw that motherfucker in a heartbeat. <laughs> right? yeah. And then you go, wait a second. I don't actually think what I say that I do. And, and does that mean that it's bad? No. Does it mean it's complicated? Absolutely. <laughs> and and I think the complicated conversations are worth having with ourselves and with people that we respect their feedback and perspectives on such matters. I'm going to be doing an episode on Rene Descartes soon. Oh, yeah? And Cartesian philosophy. And the guy I'm doing it with brought up the idea. He's like, what do you think? Uh, I forgot the wording that he used. I don't know, but I am. How do you think? Yeah, I, I think therefore I am. And that's the reason he said that. And, we, and, and again, we're going to leave this episode on a cliffhanger because because we have to come back and talk about what you just said, Jeff, about what if this reality is false? Is this yeah. reality even real? That's why Rene Descartes said what he said, because he understood that he is a the only thing that he was sure of that is that was that he was a thinking thing. So that's why he said, I think, therefore I am. And that was the only thing because he understood that our senses, the way we perceive things could betray us. 
Hmm. You could have hallucinations. So what you're seeing with your eyes isn't real. You could have uh, uh, auditory hallucinations. Uh, uh, what is it? The, the, the ophalic, you know, when you smell shit. A hallucination. You could smell shit that's not there or whatever it is. So you can't trust your senses. And I forgot who said this, but I think it might have been Pythagoras where he said that man has seven senses, two of which we don't know about. And they are able to place us in this material realm, if you will. And we have to use these. Now, what the two missing ones are, I don't know. Interesting. That's why he said that they're missing, obviously. But yeah, that just just the idea and the thought of, is this even real? Are we some brain of that jar? But back to the topic of Rene Descartes. He asked me, he goes, oh, we can talk about how perhaps Rene Descartes would I think he said like feel about something or or let me look up the, I have to look at the message anyways it was like what is like what you're talking about what is right and what is wrong and that is such a fucking hard thing to talk about yeah because there is no right answer there well, is and, you know how do you know you have to be able to find, define universally what right like and this wrong conversation. is <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's that's the hard part is is going okay. Well, what's right or wrong? Well, I can say what feels right to me, but does that? But but Hitler thought that it was right to eradicate the Jews. He thought that was doing a service to humanity. It sounded good so on paper, Joseph. Why is my rightness better than Hitler's rightness? And and Damn, who's is it not? I, well, it, right. Uh, but you I, see, I would, that's why I always I say like to think that it is. That's why but, I always say what I say, Jeff. Right? I cover myself in that aspect because I always say, <laughs> as long as you don't hurt yourself or hurt others, it's okay in my book. I always say that for that yeah. exact fucking reason, Jeffrey. Fuck you, bro. Because so, it's the so, it's the sh- you know what I mean. <laughs> but it, it, it's hurt according to your definition of hurt. Hitler thought he was helping. He didn't think he was hurting. Yeah, and. And that that's that makes that makes shit really fucking sticky, and and people are gonna listen to this and go, oh, it's not that complicated, isn't it? Maybe it is. And because there's so many questions, and 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 one question begets another one, right? Well, oh, okay. Well, what's is there right and wrong? Yes, there is. Okay. Well, who says we're right and wrong? Yes. Well, um, God. Okay, who's God? Uh, well. <laughs> I got right. <laughs> you go on and on and on and on and on, and and it it never ends that I can see, which takes us back to the question of duality, or the duad, like you said. And you go, well, okay, well, what if what if what if that's the what if what is right is the wrong question? <laughs> that was ironic. I didn't mean that on purpose. What if right is the wrong question? Yeah. Uh, what if right is not a question at all? Yeah. What if? Because right has no concept, no scope, without the idea of wrong. Well, that's the thing, right? Because it, it, exactly what you just said—that there wouldn't be a good without the evil, and there's always, it, it always seems that it's born out of a good, right? Because this idea that there is this duality, how how you just said, where does that even come from? And then one right. thing sprouts the next, so yep. it's like what came first, either the chicken or the egg type of thing. 
Mm-hmm. And this is you know, th- you, this is why I like philosophy. At the same time, I don't because yep, me too. It makes you really think about things, and it's like, wait, what the fuck did you? Say? I think I, on this episode, I think we lost people when I talked about the shape shifting Jesus. Shit, I, think- I don't think so. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that, philosophy is great because it makes you ask hard. If you allow it to, it makes you ask hard questions. And consider the hard answers, mm-hmm. but you have to understand that you're not going to come. That the the pursuit is not um is not a destination. The pursuit is the goal is the journey, and you hope to you hope to ask better questions, realizing you're probably not going to arrive at a good answer. You just hope to ask better questions. Well, even if it's an answer that you don't like, right? Yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that you won't ever arrive at an answer here or there, but I think that, that asking the questions helps you consider different perspectives and be more reasonable in, in doing so. It helps get you out of your own, if you allow it to, get you out of your own dogma. And your own internal monologue, which I think is very dangerous. And I think most people live accidentally assuming, and I think it's completely by accident. I think most people think that their internal monologue is truth, whatever it may be. Well, that's what Gnosis is, whatever your truth is to you. Well, what if my truth is that it'd be best to rape and kill your wife? Yeah. Well, that's not beneficial. And and that's – but – there are people like that in this world, sure. Jeff. There are fucked up and twisted people like that. But yeah, I make think equal value. But to existence. What if that train of thought is some sort of parasite that gets into people? Some sort of Oh, well mind. now we're talking about the devil made me do it. The 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 matrix case, well I thought this was a false reality so I murdered my entire family. Mm. And that's a real case. And that's a real defense people have yeah. tried to use before. And there have been plenty of people that have claimed, oh, the devil made me do it. I was, you know, or hell, God made me do it. I was just doing what I was told. Was it Abraham and his son? Oh, yeah, fixing to kill his son. Yeah. Or he was literally going to kill his son because of what God had told him. He goes, you know, prove your worth to me, prove that you truly believe. And he, can you imagine that. being a son in that time? Like, damn, dad's going to fuck me up when we get up to this. Can mountain. you imagine not fighting back? I can't. <laughs> I'd fuck that motherfucker up, dude. That's fucked up, bro. You know? <laughs> and yeah, you get into, like you said, you get into these, these murky waters of, well, if all, if everything and anything is to be held at a, at a, at, at a equal value to anything else right to, to the to the opposite or whatever mm-hmm. yeah that's where it's like fuck bro but that's where balls you really ask the real weird the real questions that deal with the real fucking shit in my opinion yeah, yeah. The, the, the the questions that make you go ooh, jeff we gross. didn't we didn't talk <laughs> we didn't talk about i am that i am and i know you I know. told me you had to go so I guess you're going to have to tune in for the next episode of Dragon Ball Z to find out what happens. And I'll have you back on now that you're 
on this realm again. You fucking disappeared for fuck. Don't I'll, be a douche. I was gonna have you on like fucking ten episodes ago, and you fucking. I know you were. You dipped. So, yeah, bro. Uh, let the listeners know where they can find you. And... Listeners can find me uh, at Hey Jeffrey Davis everywhere: Insta, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and at Functionally Dysfunctional Show for my uh, podcast, uh, which is fixing to get ramped back up here also very soon next week or so. Awesome, bro. Well, I like having you on, Jeff. You always bring out in me these. There's only so you you mentioned the ancient astronaut theory earlier, and there's only so many ways you can go over that same shit. Like I brought up Eric Von Daniken on my podcast the other day, and I was like, "Man, we get we get it. There were ancient astronauts that landed on the Nazca lines because they were fucking runway strips for for extraterrestrial vehicles. We get it. How many fucking times? Are you, how many lectures are you gonna do about it? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Eric Von Daniken <laughs> does spout the same thing over and over. Same but thing, I, I think that's a disservice to that whole, to the ancient astronaut theory as a whole, because there is oh, so, so much more to it than Eric Von Daniken. Chariots of the Gods. Yeah, his whole shtick is. <laughs> uh, he's just, he's made the same, the living off the same shtick for 40 years. Since what was that book? Nineteen seventy one, something yeah, like that. Like sixty eight or seventy two, some shit like that. Seventy one, yeah. whatever. So early. He's he's like not learned anything else. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I wrote this book. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna speak about it. <laughs> check me out. Yeah. Check check me. Check out this podcast I did on the H and Astronaut. Just the same show. And I try to. So the reason I like that is because I try to bring new topics every episode. Yeah for the listeners and 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 mix it up right don't always talk about the same thing but talk about interesting Absolutely. shit right Absolutely. And, and like you said ask those hard questions and challenge yourself because right i i i say all these things and i'll go on podcasts with people but they don't ever challenge my point of view like you know what i mean like they don't go well what does yeah. pythagoras mean to you uh, uh well that's a fucking good question i don't right thought about it. you know what i mean and not I think enough just- people do that they're just not very good conversationalists or they don't know how to how to challenge your perspective without doing it combatively you know and that's that that's 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 a lost art that's the evangelist right. in you <laughs> it might be <laughs> it might might be a, a a hidden hidden value that i took away from that world um is asking people to question their own narrative right and um but but the difference in now is i don't do it to try to convert people to my narrative right i'm just now i'm just interested in going have you ever really thought about what you just said <laughs> right you know and in a critical way and if the answer is yeah and here's the reason well then great fine awesome whatever right but i always my my goal is that i leave a conversation with someone with both of us hopefully not that it's of no value if this doesn't happen, but I'm always happy when one or both of us can leave a conversation going at some point going, huh, I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I just go, man, fuck that guy, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know, and it's funny. I The other day I made a joke about a friend of mine who came on the podcast and I go, yeah, you know, you could have been some neo-Nazi. It was the first episode we ever done and talked. 
And it turns out he's got a fucking neurolinguistic programming certificate that he for some classes that he went to. No and I was shit. like, see, I fucking knew I was right about you, bro. I knew you had some <laughs> neo-Nazi in you because you're studying the shit of how to how to get into people's psyche and make them do whatever you want. And right. you know what I mean? I'm like, I see, I knew there was something off about you. I fucking called it. And there it was. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll have to do another episode to talk about my my certificate. I was like, what? He said it was called a an NLP class, and I was like, or course, and I was like, what? He's like, look it up, and I looked it. Up. I was like, I knew I was fucking right about you, bro. You are a Nazi, aren't you? He's like, oh. I'm like, all right, you fuck. <laughs> That's funny and interesting. Yeah, dude. So I had a great time, Jeff. We'll have you back on again, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to shoot the shit again. And next time we're gonna talk about for sure. I am that I think we've done like three or four episodes already. And we're like, all right, let's talk about I am that I am. And we never do. <laughs> right. Just continual teasers. <laughs> That's right. So again, thanks for coming on, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.